And I mentioned last night that a good title would have been uh, like father, like son. I said, no. And Miss Hilly said, no, that's a good one. I said, all right, fine. We're going to keep it. Amen. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Like father, like son. Amen. Dear God, I thank you once again for this opportunity to teach and to commune and to conversate with your people. I ask God that the seed that we that I plant tonight through your word will grow uh, grow into good soil, grow into a great harvest that will impact the lives of your people. And not only them, but God, the people who they are connected to. I thank you, Father, that your word will be relational, revolutional, and revelational. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. <clears throat> like Father, like Son. Amen. Now, we, we said uh, last night, that Jesus was given and entrusted by his father. He was given all things in his hand. Now, just like God, God is also in control of all things. Amen. Why? Because he and his son are like one. Now, don't get it confused. I'm going to help you. He and his son are like one. They, they're always in agreement. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're always in agreement. Everything that comes through God comes through all three. Amen. It works through all three. Amen. That 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 there's not a point in time where Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit is not one. Though they are three, they operate as one. Amen. And so the title tonight, like father, like son, most of the time when we hear this particular statement, at many in in many instances. It's always veered almost as a negative thing because a son will probably do something um, that the mother or the parent does not like. And she would say, boy, you're just like your father, like father, like son. And sometimes and sometimes when he, the son do something great, amen, they will say the same thing, like father, like son. What's up, Brother Randolph? Amen. Hope your wife had, I think, was that your wife that had a birthday? Amen. Or I, I hope I'm not wrong. Amen. <laughs> if I'm wrong, let me know. But uh, I hope they had a good uh, birthday. Amen. Um, so um, they, they say that not because the father is just like the son. Hear me. It is just that the son has some characteristics that remind people of the father. Now, what do you mean? All right, let's go. Listen, John 10 to 30, Jesus says this, I and my father are one. Now, I want you to understand what Jesus is saying. Jesus is telling us that no one knows the son except the father. Hear this. The full identity of Jesus, his being all God and all man in his earthly body eludes us. It did then and it still do now. What's up, Mike? Amen. 
And so somebody's trying to figure out how can he be all of that at one time? And yet, scholars of every generation, there have been people trying to figure out how can Jesus and how can God be one when God is greater than all? How can Jesus be God and how can God be Jesus? But we have to remember. Now let's remember, watch this. Let's remember what our Bible said, that the word was with God, the word was God, and the word became what? Flesh. Now, watch this. Now, let's listen to that. The word became flesh. All right? Now, the fact that the father knows the son is telling us that Jesus and God are intertwined so that the essence the essentiality of them both are the same. And okay, let me say it like this. Um, one, they're one in purpose and they're one in mission. God's main purpose for doing what he did with Jesus was so that he can be a God to everybody. He just wanted to start out being a God to Israel. Stay with me. Hey, Sister Copeland. Everything about God was about love and redemption. He freed the Israelites from the Egyptians so he can redeem them back to himself. How did they do that? They did that. Watch this. Through blood sacrifices. Amen. They had to do sacrifices, especially on the day of atonement, when the priest would go into the temple and atone for the nation. See, God and Jesus are the same in essence because their purpose is the same and their mission is the same. Everything God did, he did out of love. Love was his purpose and redemption was the mission. Come on, talk back to me. Y'all go back to it, John 3.16, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. And then keep on reading down. You'll find out where it said, he, he sent Jesus into the world, not to condemn, but to what? Save the world. <clears throat> so it's not the fact... <clears throat> That they are one in the Godhead because there's only one God. Only one God. And even God himself said, I shall have no other God before me. So he's not God, but he's the son of God. But his essence breathed God. Come on, stay with me. No one knows the son except the father. Many thought they knew him because they knew he was uh, the carpenter's boy, Mary's boy, James' cousin, John's cousin. They, they, they thought they knew him because 
uh, they knew his parents. <laughs> they thought they knew him because they knew what town he came from. They thought they knew him because they saw him going here and saw him going there. They thought they knew him, but they really did not know him. And so the question was, in the crowds, after they always heard him speak, the question was always, who is this man? See, when you ask, who is this man? That lets somebody know that you don't know him. And you have to know, you see Jesus and he told him, he said, when you see me, you see my father. In essence, and in purpose, and in mission, me and my father are one. Did he not say that? As a matter of fact, Jesus told us just because uh, in Matthew 7, let me tell you how I know people who really don't know Jesus. If you remember over there in Matthew chapter 7, check this out. Now, <laughs> in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 through 23, right, the Bible was saying, that there were people in the Bible at that time. They they were telling Jesus, man, we, we have um, prophesied in your name. We cast demons out in your name. We did all of these things in your name. But <laughs> when it came down to it, Jesus told them to depart from me because I never knew you. Wow. Really? Depart from me because I never knew you. Now, why would Jesus say something like that? Anybody ever uh, had somebody to tell you they love you? Come on, listen to me. <laughs> Have anyone ever said to you, I love you? But somehow or another, you didn't feel it. And it really didn't mean what they said because it didn't reach right here. See, the reason why Jesus and the Father know each other so well, number one, they're not fake with each other. Oh, come on, talk to me. Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, they don't try to run around the bush on each other. They don't try to trick each other. They, they, don't, they don't try to uh, give each other this, this, this fake love. They, they know each other. And I'm not talking about a surface knowing. I, I mean, they know each other. And here's the thing. When you really know somebody, you know them inside and out. That there is nothing that somebody can tell you about someone that you don't know. Amen. And because, watch this, and just because they were using his name didn't mean a thing. They only used it because they knew Jesus' name carried value. <laughs> 
And there are a lot of people in this world that would tell you I love you because they know when they say that, that, that word love speaks value. Come on. It holds weight. And sometimes we can melt. Let the right person tell you that. Let the right person come to you and tell you, man, I love you. But then again, you can tell if their words meet up with their action if they love you. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. See, this is how Jesus and God are alike in essence. Because God keeps his promise. Watch this. And Jesus keeps his promise. Jesus said, if you love me, follow my commands. Why? Because Jesus did the same thing. Whatever God sent Jesus to do, he did it. He did not falter. He did not waver. And I know somebody, well, remember, he did ask about the cup. He did, but what did he say after he prayed about that cup? Let your, not my will, Lord, but let your will be done. See? He and God are the alike in essence. The essence of Jesus is love. The essence of God is love. Come on here. Like father, like son. God sent his son. His name was Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Who bled and died for you and me. And you have to know just because you know Jesus' name don't mean you love him. See? God and Jesus, they are one. It's almost like looking at identical twins. And I know, because my mama had two sets. One fraternal, one identical. And if you're not careful, those identical twins can twist you up. I've seen, I've heard stories how identical twins were in school together and they switched classes because one couldn't do one thing and the other couldn't do that one. So they switched classes. And the teacher didn't know them apart. Watch this. Oh Lord, this is so good. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The teacher could not tell them apart. Why? Because they look just alike. <laughs> Ooh, stay with me. See, I got, I got identical twin brothers in my family. They're, they're right a couple of years older than me. And they look just alike. They have small, distinct... Oh, wait. Okay, I'm moving too fast. Wait. Okay, Holy Spirit. Okay, okay. They look just alike. They sound just alike. Same height. Same complexion. They, I don't know if they're the same weight, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they look just alike. They sound just alike. And you really can't tell them apart if you really don't know them. <laughs> and there are some people who really don't know Jesus or God, so they don't know. How to distinguish the difference between the two. Jesus.
Jesus. He loves. And because he loves, he died on the cross for us. And because God loves, watch this. So, let me get to it. Watch. Because they are twins, because my brothers are twins, let me help you understand what I'm saying. Like father, like son. Though Jesus said, when you see me, you see the father. Hear me. When I see my other brother, I automatically see my other brother because they look just alike. <sighs> but they operate differently. <laughs> Jesus said, you see me, but I'm operating in the flesh. See, God don't operate in the flesh. God operates in the supernatural. And so in order for God to operate in his deity on earth, he had to put it in a human form, in the form of the word. And the word became flesh. And that flesh became Jesus Christ. But like his father, everything Jesus did was because it was out of love. Everything Jesus did, it was because that was his character. And like his father, Jesus don't break promises. He don't break promises. He keeps his word. Remember, he told the disciples, he said, I got to go away. He said, if I don't go, I can't send the comforter. Come on here. And, and so like his father, he keeps his promise. When he went away, he told him to stay at the upper room and wait there until the Holy Spirit come. And when the Holy Spirit come, amen, which is the gift from God. Then you can go do what you need to do. But wait for the power. Jesus spoke like his father. Come on. He did things like his father. <laughs> Matter of fact, everything Jesus did was just like what God had done in the beginning. When God spoke, things happened. Come on, talk back to me. When God spoke out birds, birds began to fly. When Jesus spoke demons out of people, they came out. Come on, talk to me. Like father, like son. And we have to strive every day of our lives to be like our daddy. So remember I was telling you about the twins, the twins, the twins. They look alike, but they're not alike. Because they operate differently. Jesus and God has the same essence. But their operations are different. See. Jesus was more hands on. Come on talk to me. That, that's why he walked. He dwelt among us. Because he was hands on. So let me tell you this. There was a movie. <laughs> let me tell you how well. God knows his son. Watch this. There's a movie I like. It's called Brown Sugar. And it's a, a part in the movie where the friend of the, the best friend of the young man, 
was at his fiance's uh, shower or wedding party or whatever it was. Um, and they were asking questions about the man. And every time they would ask a question, the best friend would answer. Whatever is his favorite color, she would answer. Favorite drink, she would answer. Favorite food, she would answer. And, and so what happened was that the lady who was supposed to know, <laughs> supposed to know, didn't know him at all. Come on, talk to me. And so what I'm saying, when you know the Lord, there are some things you can answer if somebody asks you. When you know the Lord, you know it for yourself. Why? Because you've experienced some things with him. John 14, 21 says, if you love me, watch this, you will follow what? My commandments. The essence of this verse is that you love him through what? Obedience. And that's what Jesus was. Jesus was obedient to his father. Jesus even said, he said, I come to do the work of the one who sent me. I'm not even doing this by myself. I'm following orders. Come on. And the Bible said that God is not like a man that he would lie. So he couldn't do it. So he couldn't do it. He could not be disobedient. Because that's not the essence of God. That's not the essence of Jesus. The essence of God is to be compliant with his word. And his word was made flesh. Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. And because his word was made flesh, Jesus is just like his father in following order. So Jesus, in turn, was obedient to his father. And so he's looking for us to be obedient as well. Now, I know somebody said, oh, well, Reverend, Reverend, why, why be obedient? But let me tell you this. It was God who loved us first. According to 1 John 4, 9 and 10. God loved us first. And he provided for himself the sacrifice. Come on, talk back to me. He provided for himself the sacrifice. Isn't that, isn't that what Abraham told his son Isaac when they were on the mountain? He said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Isaac. God will provide for himself a sacrifice. And did not God do that on Calvary? He sacrificed himself for himself. Like father, like son. There are no secrets between the father and the son. Everything Jesus know, God know. There is no one who knows the son as well as the father. Nobody knows Jesus better than God. 
Nobody should know your children better than you. My mother know me very well. Amen. And if somebody else know your husband, your wife better than you, you got to reevaluate some stuff. Jesus said, if you go ahead and get with me, he said, I'll reveal the Father to you. I'll reveal him to you. I'll reveal him. Jesus said, I'm going to choose to do this. The Son chooses to reveal the Father to Son. There is an important difference in the way that the Son knows the Father. Watch this. And the way we may know him. We know God the Father because what? He stoops low to us to make himself known. God the Son knows God the Father because they are equal in nature. <laughs> Completely compatible with one another. Hit the word nature. Can I read y'all what essence means? Watch this. Check this out. Essence is the intrinsic nature or dispensable quality of something especially something abstract, watch this, that determines its character. Now, let me give you a, 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 a little example in a sentence. It says this, conflict is the essence of drama. Let me read that again. Conflict is the essence of drama. In other words, conflict without drama would not be drama. So the very nature of drama is conflict. And the very nature of conflict is drama. Drama and conflict draw from each other. It's their nature. Conflict got drama and drama got and drama has conflict. That is the nature of the two. Watch this. Conflict and drama. Drama is a whole lot of stuff. Conflict is a whole lot of stuff. But they draw in from each other. Why? Because it's their nature. It is their essence. That's why they go together. Whenever there's a little conflict, you know there's going to be some drama. <laughs> and if there's some drama, you know there was some conflict. And because... Jesus and God are the same in essence. They fit right together. They fit right together. God knows Jesus and he know him so well that he knew that he can count on his son to go to Calvary. Like father. Like son. God did some great things in the Old Testament. Jesus did some great things in the New Testament. Come on here. He saved. In the Old Testament, Jesus saved and healed in the New Testament. Did he do it? Hezekiah prayed, healed him. 15 more years. <laughs> Lady Sert. 12 long years, touch the hem, heal. Man, getting carried around, house four, Jesus saw their faith, healed. 
God healed folks. In the Old Testament, Naaman was a leper seven times, came up, healed. Ten lepers, listen to me, like father, like son, ten lepers on the way. They got healed. One came back and began to worship. Years in the desert, they didn't have no food. Listen to me. God rained manna, brought water out of a rock. Jesus said, set the folks down in the desert on the grass and fed 5,000. Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. Same thing, like father, like son. His ultimate goal was redeem man. And just like his father, he died for it. He died for his father to redeem us back to him. See, they, in essence, they're after the relationship. Just like God wanted a relationship with Israel, <laughs> we can have the same relationship with him through his son. Jesus is the, is the middle man that brings it all together. Come on, talk back to me. Like father, like son. Jesus said, whenever you see me, you see my father. We are one. I don't do nothing without his consent. I don't move without him saying I can move. I don't operate without him saying I can operate. I do nothing if my father didn't give it to me. I can't do it. But I'm so glad that he gave Jesus the authorization to be in charge. He said, son, I need somebody to go. And Jesus said, I'll go. They got the same essence. When it comes to sacrifice, like father, like son. 